guests. Welcome to episode 72 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. My God, it's good to be back in the studio. I've missed it. Yeah. I've missed this old table, which I've chosen to name Eric. <laughs> that's a great That's a great table's name. Eric I really table. missed the mugs. I missed the mugs, man. Yeah, we don't really, you know, at home, we don't talk that much. We yeah. s- stay in separate rooms, but <laughs> here at the station, we remember each other and what makes us best, you know? Um, how have you been, my friend? Because we had uh, one episode, of, like separated since yeah. you came back from from being ill, and now you've cut, you had a nice weekend away, and you're back at work today. How you feeling? What's the vibe? Pretty pretty relaxed. So I was ill. You talked about it a lot on your on your solo episode, and but I no COVID, but I I was fit again. Um, the beginning of last week, which was perfect, because last week was a week off for me. Right, and I really could um, take some time to relax, visiting my parents, yeah. going around the Algoy a bit. So that was is that a is that a new hat, by the way? No, that's that's not new. The looks shirt, the shirt is new. I got that that for my birthday. But I was gonna ask something. Something looks new here. <laughs> like I, I didn't recognize the shirt. It it's, is, it's, it's a this cute, dialect. It's a cute dog. No, it's it's um, a German uh, hip hop slash R and B duo's name. Kung, like the, can the, you say it? The, the, the U's come more from, 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 a, from a Turkish background rather than a, a southern German background. Yang. Ah, okay. What's it? Young Yang Kafa and Küçük Efendi. Küçük Efendi? Küçük Efendi. Küçük Efendi. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I thought the hat looked super fresh too. Yes. <laughs> really good. Nice, man. Um, well, guys, we have a really cool guest today. I'm glad to be back um, doing this on video, and I, I know I've got so much anticipation yeah. about talking to our guest. I don't really want to waste yeah. too much more time. So I have to have to have one disclaimer. Please, yeah. Sadly, because someone reset the mixing board here, we don't have these great sound effects like we did have <laughs> last time. You that's just the have only to, thing. You yeah. just have to to imagine those. Yeah, that's the only thing. We don't have that great drum roll. No, we had like the clap, like the clapping. Oh, we had the. Um, with the rim shot, yeah, for the, for the bad jokes, yeah. that was the best. I'll see what I can do to, to to get those back for the for the next recording. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and hopefully, <laughs> since we can, you like them so much, I really liked it. It, it. it spiced up the production so much with the with Morgan's episode. It was just like it went through the roof. I thought, <laughs> but I really, yeah, it's just it's cool to be back in the zone because I miss being in this room. It's been it's been a month or so, <clears throat> and hopefully, we can keep doing more and more of these. Um, I was really happy with the response for the yeah. first one with Morgan. I think it went really well. Big premiere. Big premiere, yeah. Morgan was a fantastic guest. If you guys haven't seen um, the very first video episode... You know what we can do now? What's up? You can find it here or here or here. We can oh, link yeah. somewhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> click right there. <laughs> That's we're true. We can be those guys now. We're into all of these this, this YouTube YouTuber shit now. Oh, uh, that's funny, dude. But regarding um, um, maybe to tell people, like, we had this premiere. Now we're in the second time, and we thought for mm-hmm. for the moment it works out for us, like having uh, an audio episode every week like you guys are used to. Mm-hmm. And the last week of each month, have a video episode yeah. with a nice guest. Yeah. We, we just roll it through for a while, see what the reaction is like, see what the vibe is like, um, see how people adapt or don't adapt to it. Just get a grasp for a little while about, you know, what this could be, what what you guys could make it, uh, depending on, on how you share it or, or, you know, if you enjoy it. 
the feedback we might get from, you know, the reviews on, on Apple or on comments on YouTube. So we're going to be, we're listening to you. So it's up to you guys to let us know how we're doing basically. Um, okay. So very excited about this next guest. It's a very, very, she's a very, very talented singer songwriter, uh, from Sydney and she's living in Berlin. Ladies and gentlemen, Georgie Fisher. Wait, oh no, I did it again. Ah. <laughs> now. Hello. <laughs> is she still muted? Oh yeah, she is. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, Georgie. That's cool. Hey guys. See, what did I tell you? What did I tell you off mic before? There's <laughs> bound to be, there's always going to be a handful of these tiny little mistakes, but I think it's what That's makes the cool. show kind of, the show kind of like authentic. A bit, you know? I agree. I love uh, I love a, a good live show with a couple of mistakes. I think it just um, makes it, as you said, a little bit more authentic and kind of a bit more fun too. Yeah, if it's yeah. too polished. Well, first off, if it was too polished, it definitely wouldn't be our show. No, <laughs> we as, can't be polished. And as as a musician, since you you cannot make these mistakes on live performances anymore. You That's true. Kind of. Yeah, you can't absorb it and do somewhere else. You can't fight through a song with a slightly <laughs> detuned guitar anymore and a slightly detuned <laughs> voice, voice <laughs> or, or or soul or anything. So you have to put it all here, and that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> oh my God! So Georgie Fisher, it is so nice to have you. Thank you so much for being on Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I, I would love to just ask right off the bat, so your friends, I'm assuming friends, I don't know how deep friends you might be, with our previous guest of ours, David Gaffney, is that right? Yes, I am, I would say, quite good friends with Mr. Gaffney. Okay, um, how did you guys meet? Uh, we just met in the music scene in Berlin um, back in sort of around 2015 uh, sort of era. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, 2004. 14, 15 was when I had really just arrived in Berlin and was really um, starting out with my career. And I, I made my first album here and I was like out in the bars playing music every single night. And, uh, and so was Gaffney. We were just both sort of hitting the same venues and mm -hmm. we had all the same friends, really cool group of uh, musician friends, everybody sort of doing the same thing in the same scene, getting our albums made and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, we shared uh, many a beautiful evening listening to music and drinking Schperti beers and stuff like that. Did you get a chance so. to uh, check out any of his interviews that we, he's had on here before? I'm so sorry I have not. <laughs> I oh, knew no. it! Am I a bad friend? <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Am I a bad friend? I don't know. <laughs> That's so cold-blooded. You know, he, he wrote to us and he said, oh, you're going to have Georgie on the show? Oh, that's so amazing. You know, she wrote me that she really enjoyed my interview and uh, she said it was the best interview she'd ever heard. That is not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that was a test. That was a test. Yeah. See, well, you know that I don't lie because I would have just lied to you just now. <laughs> oh, man. So. But I, I always wonder if it's probably better for us if our guests haven't listened to our podcast before. It might be. <laughs> it might be better to tell a new guest to not listen because God knows there's some episodes where they might just be like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't be on that show. You know, there's some of these solo episodes where I, I had some solo episodes on this show where I just ranted about something that was going on in Germany that bothered me and it either turned some people off or it made some people laugh but it's really it's like 50 50 chance 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think if you if you're as, as an immigrant, you start complaining about the country that you live in. I think half the people are going to say, "Yeah, I agree," and the other half are going to say, "Maybe you should go home, bro." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Get like, out. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, when, That's when, cool. I feel your pain. There's yeah. there are things that are it's are hard to get used to when you're living in another culture. So. Oh, I'm gonna maybe, ask you. Maybe off mic we can complain about that. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna ask you all about that. I'm gonna yeah, cool. get into the juice. I'm gonna make tr- turn that cream into butter with you in a little mm-hmm. bit. Um. So, but first I want to ask you know immigrant to immigrant. When did you move officially? Like what year was it? Because I know that. Big City Howl was was 2015. So how many, was it before that? That's right. Yeah, it was before that. 2013, I officially 13. got my first Unmeldung. Um, I came here in July or so, 2013. And the idea was to just give Berlin a go for a year. I'd been living in London before that. And um, yeah, I was just enjoying traveling around and seeing different countries and playing music. And I didn't really, wasn't kind of ready to just go home and I thought I'd try it out and I mean obviously it kind of worked because I'm still here it's been eight years now but yeah. um but yeah it's 2013 and I got my first um my first flat and uh yeah I've been here ever since have you been in the same flat since 2013 no this is my second okay. only two flats I got really lucky That's pretty I hear lucky, people yeah. talk all the time about how difficult it is to find a flat in Berlin and I just got really super lucky with my accommodation situation. <laughs> yes. So I mean, I, I actually think... moved across the hall. So I had like a what? sublet for a month. And then um, the girl came back from holiday and I was looking for a permanent flat. And the other flatmates were saying, oh, it's such a shame that you can't move in here because actually we've got a free room, but it's taken already. This guy from Canada is coming next week. And I went, oh, that's such a shame. I'll start looking for a different flat. And then guy from Canada flaked. So I literally moved my suitcase from one room in this apartment across the hall to another room and then I and then I had my flat. Oh, man, that's crazy that's luck, smooth. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Super good luck. How many apartments have you lived in in Munich since you I also here? live in my second right now, but the first one was super shitty and I didn't get out of it for like two years. That was a bad deal, right? Yeah. I think I remember that. I remember that. Mm. And I think I've been two. Yeah. yeah, just two since I moved. But but Berlin, you never expect that kind of luck. Like you never hear about only two, especially in that span of time. Yeah, especially for someone like myself, who I know a lot of people like myself who kind of just showed up with like not really a plan or any German skills and like no friends or anything. Just like, it's just like, let's just see what happens. So yeah, in that situation, I certainly got very, very lucky with that. Yeah, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. so in 2013, you know, are you are you living in Sydney at that time? No, I'd come from London. I'd been in London for two years or so. See, I'm surprised you didn't meet David there, actually. Well, he was in a different Liverpool. city in the UK. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, he he's from there. Jersey and he was, I think right. his story, uh, which I assume you guys talked about on the podcast about <laughs> <Yeah>. um, coming <laughs> over with, um, what's the artist's name? I can't think of her name at the moment. Um, the one that the Merit German Becker, artist. Merit Becker. Yeah, that's right. He came over with Merit Becker. Um, and I think that story of her kind of discovering him playing on the streets was maybe took place in Manchester. No, it was Liverpool. Liverpool. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Mm. Right. So, yeah, we didn't know each other back then, the UK but, days. But why were you in London to begin with? Like what, what drew you there? 
To be honest, I sort of, well, the thing is, I actually was planning to quit music forever. What? <laughs> that, was my, <laughs> that was my plan. I was fed up in Sydney. I was a little bit lost in my life, I guess, and kind of sick of trying to be in like 12 different bands and work as a waitress on the side and nothing ever seems to be working out and i was just yes. a bit tired of it all yes yeah. um and i thought i don't want to do this anymore and this is just a silly sort of pipe oh dream God. being an artist or whatever i can relate to that so yeah and i went much. and i left and i was like i'm gonna go to europe travel around for a while who cares like i'll do that for three months <laughs> Pretty intense. Like Ten years ago. <laughs> oh, well played. Oh my god. Well played, Europe. But yeah, I was like, I'll just go, just cruise around Barcelona or whatever for a while, and then I'll do something else with my life. Like I'll come back, I'll go to university, or just pick something else. Yeah, but just, and, just. But then it's just the opposite thing happened, and I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Sorry, just for a second, because mm -hmm. I think to all our listeners and viewers, we haven't introduced you properly and ha and jumped right in. Just just to sum it up, so you're Australian, you're a musician, and eight years ago you moved to Berlin from London. Just to have this all clear for 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 one for one moment. Yeah, so I left <laughs> Sydney <laughs> in fair. 2011, so it is actually coming up to 10 years now. Yeah. Unbelievable! Wow. And yeah. regarding moving from from uh, London to Berlin. Because our last guest, Morgan Wood, um, mm -hmm. told us, like, um, she feels like um, Berlin sometimes feels too small for her. Did you, did you also, or do you experience that? Yeah, actually, because Sydney's a huge, big, bustling city as well, where I grew up, and, um, and London felt just about right for me. And um, Berlin's smaller and slower and... Um, but that's partly what drew me to it, that it's still got that big city atmosphere mm -hmm. without being as cutthroat as places like Sydney and London where you've really just got to work a hundred hours a week just to make the rent. Right. You know, right. that's what I really loved. When my, in my early days in Berlin in that apartment that I, that I luckily got mm -hmm. and I just, um, I wasn't really me even doing much music. I had a bar job two nights a week, Friday, Saturdays. And that was enough to cover my rent. Like, I remember when looking on on Craigslist at the um, the, the apartment listings, and I couldn't. I'm, I was so confused by the rental prices. I couldn't. I thought it was misprinted, or it must be like <laughs> per week, not per month. Or yeah, yeah. Coming from London, it's so it was so different, especially then. I know it's changed now, but um, but yeah. So in answer to your question, yes, yeah, sometimes it feels a bit small, but also. I think part of the reason why I've I like like it so much here is that it's way more chilled out than London in many ways and it just for the first time really gave me time to actually think just sit and think about what I really wanted to do and oh, see that's interesting I so. haven't quite heard that perspective on Berlin before I mean maybe because when you come from other cities in Germany it sounds like or it seems like to me when they go to Berlin they're going there for that I want to say loosely there, like a hustle, like this party mentality to yeah. go out, get ripped, meet a lot of people, whatever, do the big scene and then go back to whatever city or town or something that they had, that they had come from. Or maybe they go there to be an artist or to be a designer or to be something creative and like live that big life. 
But you're the first person I've heard to say that it gave you like space to breathe. That's yeah, really, I really did. Like, I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I think um, it depends on your perspective. I had a conversation like this with a friend of mine recently about cycling. Um, and sorry, bear with me. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to go take a little break, but you guys enjoy. <laughs> and he said, um, he said, oh, I don't cycle in Berlin because it's too busy for me. And I went, oh, well, it's the first time I've ever owned a bike is in Berlin because it's it's flat and they've got bike lanes everywhere and like cycling in sydney is like a death wish you've got to be wearing like head to toe in lycra and you're cycling in like three lanes of traffic and here it's super chill and he went so you do cycle and i don't cycle for basically the same but opposite reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty much so i guess it just depends on perspective and where you've come from and if you've come from like working like a minimum wage job in london trying to make a ridiculously high rent to coming over here and um working significantly fewer hours and Mm -hmm. just having time to just do things like go for a cycle or just have a coffee with your flatmate or Mm. yeah whatever even if it's going clubbing for three days or whatever it is um it's for me it was just the um the freedom not to have to work all the time and be stressed be as stressed as I was in London and in Sydney before that. So was it kind of just a chance when you decided to go abroad that that London was your starting place? No, it's just to do with the visa. That's the thing. That's ah. partly why I ended up in Berlin as well because the visa is available. Like my first choice was Barcelona. I would have loved to live there, but you can't. Um, what is the visa situation visa. like? How, what is that connection? Um, I can't tell you why it exists but it just it just does it's just great there's yeah it's really it's a great privilege like there's a there's an artist visa that exists for uh only a small handful of countries and it's not europe-wide it's just for germany and even i think Mm. just for the state of berlin which is partly Uh, it just shows what kind of a cool city berlin is and you know but but that's the situation if you're australian like yeah, it's Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh wow, man! Or oh, U.S. Screwed as up well. Not being born there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but, I, but I, I, I need to ask really them because I never, I never, I never heard of that, and I never. But had hang to. on, where is, is Jordan? Aren't you from the U.S.? Did I get that right? Or have you got a? Passport? Yeah, I'm from the U.S., but I never um, heard of this like this sync like this synchronicity between like australia and a, and, a, and a certain kind of visa in in the state of berlin yeah it's an it's an artist visa that uh, uh. that exists i think it's offered by the definitely the state of berlin and the state of hamburg i'm not even sure about the other 16 states of germany and okay. it's not it's not for other countries like it's not offered by other other places like and the the thing is for me i think it's changed now again like since i got my first visa but it stipulates that you can only work as an artist. You need to present oh, okay. a portfolio. Okay. This, okay, so this is just like this. This is this is just a standard like artist visa. I thought you were saying because I know that is of course like I I, I just never was able to right. like yeah I was surprised um, that you had qualify heard of this. for okay, it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, what the hell? What visa is she talking about here? That's crazy. That it's like just for Australia and some places. But no, no, I, I get that. I had some friends who did that too. I never really qualified for it when I when I could have used it. Now I have a different visa, but. Um, but that actually makes a lot of sense, and it is in here too. It's in Bavaria too. Okay. But 
uh, but it's only but it's, open to it's a only in of Germany. Right? You can't get it from. You can't get it if you're from. I don't know. Most of the countries in the world, it's not offered to. That's the thing. See, I didn't know That's that. Crazy. I never knew that. I thought it was yeah, just like yeah. if you live in Germany, you can apply for it. No, it's only for a, for a handful of countries. That's crazy. And as an Australian person, like you don't just get to go to the UK either. Even people, even English people, were always quite surprised about that. They were like, "But it's but you're the colonies. Can't you just come here if you want to?" And it's that's not the case. Like you need to get a, you need to get visas to go anywhere. And I think um, you do know, they really still who, say you're the colonies? You're from yeah, the colonies. Yeah, man, they do. <laughs> they really Woof. do. Rough. Woof. Yeah, bro. Damn. <laughs> they still say stuff like that over there. <laughs> Jeez. Glad they're out of the U. What? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but talking about about Sydney because I feel like we never have talked so much about cities outside of Europe and the States, obviously. Mm -hmm. For you, besides the the sheer size, etc., what's the what's the biggest difference you experience between Sydney and Berlin? Um, okay, I'd say culturally a huge difference is um is the influence from Asia that Sydney has that's not really as present in Europe. Um, that's something that I think really characterizes Sydney is like um, a huge Chinese population, mm -hmm. Japanese population, Korean. It's like it really sort of just it's a completely different feel. It doesn't really feel very European. People say Melbourne is um, more European than Sydney. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I'd say that's a big difference. Um, and I mean, the others are other differences are maybe kind of obvious, like just the, the landscape, like the beaches and stuff like that but i guess that's uh, that kind of goes without saying um yeah and the yeah the just the the environment and the the, the different landscape and trees and stuff like that but but yeah culturally i think that's the difference <laughs> yeah it's like the trees you know it's the trees big, yeah i never heard the trees. Describe that. <laughs> jordan what's the biggest difference between new orleans louisiana and munich well there's definitely some different trees yeah um, there definitely are yeah uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, my phone was ringing. You know, since it's on the other side of the world, the greens are growing the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> and they paint bricks differently. So mm. The streets are smoother here. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. It's like all the, all the small things, you know, all the, all the drops make a puddle and that's the difference. Like these little things, you notice them after time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean... The weather, it's a pretty big one. <laughs> That's <laughs> a big difference. People always used to ask me, like, why did you move to Germany when the weather's so nice in Australia? And I was always like, oh, well, you know, like, there's different cool things about Germany and about Berlin that Sydney doesn't have. And, like, it's got this amazing, like, club scene and music scene and the culture and da-da-da. And, like, honestly, as every year passes, I feel more and more like the Germans who ask me that question. And I ask myself the same. I'm like, what am <laughs> I doing am I here? here? <laughs> it's so sunny back home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Australia. I've never been. I'm dying to go. I would definitely ask you some nice things to visit if I ever went to to Sydney. But, man, I've been to Berlin a few times, and there is just this kind of thing about Berlin or about the UK that just this Berlin or the UK. The connection between them, this thing ah, that okay, bothers okay, me, okay. is is the weather. Okay, it's a lot of cloudy days. It's a lot of wind. You know, it's it 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 gets to me because I mean, even in Munich, we had a stretch like this not too not too long ago, like last week or the week before, and 
I was getting like homesickness from it because New Orleans around this time, it's, you know, 30 degrees. It's really sunny, like blank skies down the list, as I imagine Australia to be, but hotter. And it's just like, uh, like, give me that sun, you know? Does that ever get to you? Like, do you ever get like homesick it's, for this? Well, like, what if you, yeah, talking about Germany compared to the UK, like in general, I think Germany has better summers than, than the, the summers, UK. Yeah, but they're that's true. still very short compared to what I'm used to. Like yeah. in Sydney, it's like, it's hot, it's blue skies, and then it gets slightly less hot for like two months. And then like, that's it. That's the seasons, you know, it's just basically beautiful and sunny all the time. And then occasionally we'll get a, really intense kind of subtropical storm and then it goes back to sunny and blue skies so it's certainly very different Mm -hmm. but i do i enjoy the way the seasons change um in uh in a more definitive way over here like you really you really feel like it's springs and 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 autumn particularly Mm -hmm. where everything changes so drastically whereas it doesn't really change that drastically at home. So I, for me, it's kind of a novelty. Like I kind of really like it. Having said that, when it's a summer like this current one, <laughs> then that's when I'm like, come on guys. Like give me like a little bit of sun, some sunshine. Give me something, like, please. Yeah, like please stop raining. <laughs> yeah, please stop raining. Yeah, but, but, oh my gosh. <laughs> but since it cannot be the weather, what did make you stay in Berlin so long? Oh, look, it's it's just a cool city to live in, to be an artist. It's so creative. Like, it's yeah. this, it's full of all different people doing all different stuff. Um, and it's a place where if you tell someone you're doing some kind of project, the answer is like, cool, that sounds awesome. Can I get involved somehow? Or like, right. nice, when's your show? I'll come. Whereas... Um, I've never lived in a place where like being artistic is so encouraged before. Right. It's very different, culturally right? different from where where I come from, which is really just like a little bit more like if you're an artist, it's like, I don't know. Um, it's not considered like a real profession. And it's like, you're just, I feel like people think of, if you're in order to be a successful artist you need to be super famous and you're either super famous or you're like a complete failure and there's nothing in between yeah absolutely whereas there's yeah there's this different understanding of the arts here in germany that that i love that's that makes made me want to stay i think is the main point i was going to ask you these major differences uh between the music scene between sydney and berlin i mean is it like this this idea i mean you i mean you said yourself when we started uh, the episode that you had considered quitting completely. I mean, so what were some of these, like, do you have some, uh, a story in particular of a moment where you, you were told something or you received something regarding your music career where you thought like, man, I mm. don't care enough to accept this kind of, you know, whatever anymore. Um, I'm not sure if there would be a particular, like one particular thing, but, mm-hmm. um, to describe it in general, it's sort of, um, like, for what I do as a singer-songwriter, the, the most of the gigs in Sydney consist of playing cover songs in a pub where you, you're sitting in the corner and people are just talking over you. And mm-hmm. um, again, it's it's a cultural thing. It's like they're still enjoying it in their way, but they're not going to stop their conversation right. uh, to listen to you. 
Right. Like I've had nights sitting in, in a corner in, in Sydney where I'm thinking this is the worst and, you know, uh, uh, everyone hated it and they were just talking and then someone will come up and say, wow, that was like the best music and you were so great and you really made our night. But they'd just been sort of like chatting and I thought they were ignoring me the whole time. Right. So it is a sort of a, yeah, I guess it's a cultural difference. Mm-hmm. But so um, people are not still coming. I think, Sorry. yeah, uh, it's just not really like your own original music is not encouraged in a way that it is here. Yeah, I mean, and I've had that experience. It's not as well paid either and as well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a different thing. I had that experience like a million times over in New Orleans. It was the, it was the yeah. same idea. Like I, I have this one specific concert experience that I had in Munich, one of my very first concerts ever, and comparing that to almost every concert I had in New Orleans. Of course, you know, I'm imagining in your experience too, you play enough concerts, there's going to be a handful of like good ones that you're like, I'm really happy with that. But then you have that one German concert where whether it's 10 people or a hundred people or more, and they're actually engaged and they're looking at you and they're not talking and they're giving, you know, they're giving you all of their attention and their hard earned time and some most, and sometimes even their hard earned money and really respecting the, the art of it and the effort of it, even if it may not be totally their thing and giving you a big rounding of applause to support you and then being silent after that. I mean, I remember that concert. It was for House Concerte here in Munich. Yeah. And we were playing in this um, in this old greenhouse for like 30 or 40 people. And this artist had come through from the UK. They needed a support slot. Somehow, through some connection or some way, they got me in there. And I had only been in Munich for just a few months. Got the spot. And I, rem- I remember I, I finished the first song. And then the, uh, the uh, they applauded, and then when it when they stopped clapping, it was so dead silent, no talking, no drinks moving, no shuffling in the seat, that I actually like nervously like burst like laughing. I was like, oh, 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 uh, like I just couldn't actually. I'd never had that experience before ever. You know, it's yeah. just that dedicated to like Shh, the artist is playing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a huge difference, and yeah. it's such—it's so incredible as an artist to to play for an audience like that, who's dead silent and engaged. Yeah, and tells you when you finish, you know, what particular lyrics they liked from which song, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's such a different it's, vibe. But that's—it is a huge different vibe. Yeah, that's super interesting for me growing up as a as a musician here in Germany and I was playing like multiple bands until I was, I don't know, 21 or something. And from from the age of 14, me and my band, so we, we always played our original music, H- how good it, it was, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but we, we were playing a lot of shows like that and you, you always had a few people, but those were super interested. And I think at that young age, that drove me to like, yeah, fuck this. I want to have more people, like, attending the shows I'm playing. So I yeah. was rather looking for for the kind of situations you describe. You don't like, like being somewhere and entertaining people. Why to do something else? Just because I, I kind of kind of like that there are more people and more people pro- possibly are listening to my music. And I I think I never worshipped enough, mm-hmm. like you mentioned that even if it's just ten people. Yeah. come to your show and, and, and pay a few bucks and give you feedback on, on what you've done, how, yeah, how wealthy that is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just a matter of perspective again. So yeah, maybe. sure. Yeah. Mm. Man, it's so crazy. And now that you've been in Berlin for all this time, you know, before the pandemic, how, you know, what was your, okay. So you had, let's just go back a little bit. So you released your first album, self-recorded big city howl. Is that right? Self, what do you mean self-recorded? Like, did like, you, did you do everything? Your, did you do everything yourself on that one or did you produce it uh, in a studio like or? We did it. Yeah, I did it in a studio. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I wasn't sure like sometimes people play I found out the other day that Sue Found Stevens played like You have to ask these kind of things these <laughs> days <laughs> You have to ask you know <laughs> uh, I found out the other day that Sue Found Stevens had played like almost every single instrument on this Illinois album and from 2005 and he sometimes he played some of the things in his apartment and I was like there's like orchestras on this record it's crazy <laughs> That's amazing it's yeah that's cool to be honest yeah i'm sort of going for that vibe this time around i've started well partly because of the pandemic i've been just like in my little studio just playing everything myself yeah for my new demos but um but no for that one we did it with a band we recorded everything live tracked it all live oh that's nice cool. that's always fun so yeah um couple of overdubs afterwards like mm -hmm. uh, the backing vocals were overdubbed and maybe a guitar solo here and there Mm -hmm. But um, otherwise, the whole album was recorded in a day and a half just in the studio. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Did, how mm -hmm. long did it, did it take you to prepare for that? Hmm, that's a great question. How long did it take? I'm going to say like two months, probably about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we recorded in July. And yeah, I was putting the band together in the early part of that year, 2015. And um, yeah, we were doing like one or two rehearsals a week, getting ready for the recording and for the show. The show was in September. Um, so all in all, I think with pre and post production, it took about six months. Did you already have the songs? Like how long had you had these songs written? Were they the older songs? The songs were a collection. Some of them were new, but some of them had been kicking around for a few years. Yeah, that was a sort of a pulled together some stuff that didn't make it onto the EP that I recorded in London and um, some songs like uh, I think the probably the three or four of my favorite songs from the record were written here in Berlin during that first year or two that I lived here what um, was the what was the kind of theme running through these songs that you had just mentioned like after moving to Berlin because I recognized in my, in my own songwriting that like just that first year or two after moving to Germany, there was kind of this more common theme of like isolation because I didn't really have any friends yet. And I, when I go back and listen mm. to them, I can see this kind of common thread between them. Did you notice that at all with your own songwriting? Um, that's a good question. I, I suppose, to be honest, I think ah, if there sorry, was... Sorry, we, we, we lost you. Could you just be... start back? We just lost oh. you for a second. Sorry, could if you just oh, could start back? My... Sorry. Have you got me back? I think it's my internet. Yeah, Sorry. we have you. We have you. Good, cool. Um, yeah, maybe the common theme might have been nostalgia, actually. I think I was writing like about my old life. Like the, your life back Lost in Australia? Us. Yeah, like situations that I'd had in, in London or Sydney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it was it just mm -hmm. because everything was, so, it, was it because everything after you'd moved was was gone or was it because you were kind of scared of what was to come? I don't know. Um, maybe a combination of both. Maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's back to that thing of I had had some time to think 
just to reflect. There you or, go. Yeah. You know? How much, yeah. like, how much would you say that your style has, um, like, developed or changed, like, to your liking? You know, what things have gotten better for you or changed for you from Big City Howl to, for example, Separate Realities or The Queen, like your most recent singles? I would say, um, yeah, like, stuff uh, in terms of my style, like, um, I've tried to improve my songwriting just in, in a way of making it a little bit more complex. Um, not that that always necessarily makes a better song, but, um, but yeah, I was, like I was, challenging uh, yourself. big city how was a bit more like, um, you know, just find a cool sounding three chords and then like, you know, write some lyrics over that and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the JP technique I like to say. <laughs> um, so I think I've really, over the last few years, I've tried to improve my, um, skills as an instrumentalist rather than as a singer and songwriter because I was always had I sort of plateaued on the guitar at the age of about 15 and never really got any better um and and so I've been trying to just like play a little bit more intricately and like use uh, different melodies and try to um play around with modulations and things like that in my songwriting that's Um, that's where it gets really interesting like kind of opening up these secret little doors between chords that you've yeah. known your whole life you're like I didn't know you were there <laughs> yeah. totally I was like I was like I know what like this part of the guitar neck does now what does the rest of it do <laughs> <laughs> well it goes pretty far down huh yeah, <laughs> yeah. damn so, um, yeah I'd say I guess I've just tried to uh, improve my musicianship um, uh, since then Um whether I've succeeded or not, I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm probably going to be on that journey the rest of my life. But um, I think we all yeah, are. Yeah, I guess it's the main thing. Yeah. That's maybe also moved it's a about. bit more into yeah. yeah you've got to keep true. keep learning, or else it gets boring, right? So yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, just keep uh, keeping going with it. Um, yeah. So like challenging yourself more, becoming a better instrumentalist, sort of, you know, grow, growing a bit more as a as musician. And yeah. what do you think, like, do you think your lyrics have, have a, have a, I don't know, with, with certain projects you do, like the, the, is it pronounced deciduous EP? Oh yeah. The deciduous EP. Yeah. Deciduous. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really, to have a podcast, I'm really bad with words. So I had to really, I had to read that one twice, but, um, <laughs> like, like between deciduous and uh, big city howl and like the new singles, do you find that your lyrics have changed perspective now that you've lived in Berlin for so long? Oh, I don't know. Like Maybe. Now is, it, now is it more um, about just like regular life? Like this song is about a heartbreak. This song is about a memory or is it, is, is it like concept based to the, the new songs or? Um, kind of. Yeah. It's a bit more concept based. Like, um, yeah, like separate realities is a, is an interesting one. Cause it's, yeah, it's, it sounds like a song about a heartbreak. Um, mm-hmm. but actually I wrote it about, uh, about my stalker i had a stalker for like two and a half years well boys and girls put down the paper take off your shoes we found ourselves the next segment georgie stalker please explain well (laughs) i mean yeah it's sort of listening to the song you kind of go oh yeah that's that's a song about a breakup um but in the actual fact writing that song was 
part of the process of ending this quite stressful situation of um, having this this unwanted person in my life. And I wrote the song and in writing it, it made me realize what I had to do. So it was kind of an important um, process for me to actually write it. So basically like, I don't even, I, well, let's start yeah, at the beginning. When did, when did you get a stalker? And, <laughs> yeah. and was it was it a man or a woman? Were they writing letters? Or, or, um, or Yeah, it was a woman, which is not usually what people expect. But Yeah, that's uncommon, um, I'd imagine. It was just like she would write me like 10 emails a day. I would get posts from her. Whoa. Like I had stacks and stacks and stacks of posts. I ended up with like half my cellar was full of stuff that she would send me oh my god that's crazy um, how, how, how did and she it was find all, you it was just really weird stuff as well it was like nothing really made any sense she'd send me like all different packages full of random bits and pieces of stuff like you know one day i'd get like a broken hard drive and a photograph of some family i'd never met before <gasps> and then what? the next day i'd get like um Madonna's biography written by her brother translated into German. Um, <laughs> and then like, whatever, like, it's just oh my God. All just, like completely wow. none of it made any sense. It was just old stuff. Um, and she would show up to all of my shows and um, act in a very strange way. And the, I think the strangest thing, I, uh, maybe the scariest thing I ever got from her was a, a hand drawn map of my apartment and the surrounding area. Um, Ooh, she, that's she, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, she never like actually came to my um, place of residence, but she would show up at all of my shows and just do weird stuff. And like, um, then she would send me like love letters and things occasionally as well. Mm. And my whole thing was just like, I'll just wait till till this goes away. Surely she'll get sick of it at some point. <laughs> that's my whole. Like, oh man. And at some point I, during this period, I was, yeah, it was over two years. It started around the release of Big City Hell. In fact, I think that was the first gig that she came to. Okay, um, so she became like a stalker through your music, like watching you perform. Yeah, and she started out as like what I like to call a super fan, which um, is a very positive thing. Sounds, sounds good. Have you many of those? <laughs> well, I have a few, yeah. And shout out super fans. And um, they'll, you know, people who came up and say, I love your music. You know, I was so touched by your performance. It was fantastic. Like, mm -hmm. can I buy a CD? Have a great night. See ya. Like, those. Right. And then she sort of like crossed that boundary. Um, and... Yeah, and then I kind of just didn't know how to deal with it. And there were a few times when I'd seen her at the shows and I'd said, like, you've got to stop this. This has got this has to end. Mm -hmm. And um, and she would say, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. You're right. But then it would sort of keep just keep going. Um, and at some point during this period, I went home to Australia and I was gone for some months. Like I was gone for like maybe four or five months. And... I returned to Berlin and I had a pile of posts like you just wouldn't believe. Like, oh my oh god! Yeah. Did, did you like read? Stacks. Did you like? Did you go through everything and read everything she ever sent you, or were you just almost, putting it to yeah, the side? I, um, I almost started like I at some point like I stopped like I, I, yeah at some point I stopped opening them, um, but eventually I kind of went through most of it. Yeah. But why is that? I'm just I'm just interested. What wow. what what if you know this is a situation you don't like and it, it has gotten over a point where you could say okay, this is something normal for 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 a fan or someone that admires you to do. 
um what what keeps you still opening like like boxes and letters you get i don't know just curiosity maybe i'm not okay. sure mm. i know what you mean um, like i found yeah. the whole situation very curious because i couldn't figure out like she was she wasn't on social media she must have had access to facebook or something because she knew where my shows were but i couldn't figure out if she had any social media accounts and um she she was never with anybody um yeah she just was a sort of a mystery to me maybe yeah i'm not sure why i think i eventually went um through everything sort of after it was over but yeah when i wrote the song i kind of just i just went wow i've really got to like I, i couldn't figure out what to do because it i couldn't really like go to the police or anything she, technically she hadn't done anything yeah did she ever wrong. follow you on tour or anything or was it just mm, no just the berlin shows Okay, wow. And then one night she um she got she kind of like pushed me like she did something physical mm-hmm. at a show and or was, at your, where at your yeah house? at a show yeah oh, wow and that's when I kind of thought okay now it's getting this is, now it's something now it's getting real yeah and all that I ended up having to do like as I said I told her like a few times like this has to stop you need to stop doing this and I I started to kind of be quite harsh with her I was like I don't read your emails I archive them all I never see them. I don't open your posts like stop stop this you know yeah um anyway one night I just was super harsh I just was really mean which felt horrible sure yeah but it worked I never heard from her again wow okay yeah. because the next thing I, I wanted to ask how how did you make it stop okay yeah I mean that's the answer <laughs> I really just told her to stop but I just did it in a way that was so harsh okay. like you know and then it and that she must just have been really, really she just nodded and walked away and that was it i never heard heard from her again yeah so crazy story i also i also imagine it must it must be such a strange feeling when you and i i guess you're playing many shows in berlin and you every time you already know or kind of expect okay my stock's going to be here right while yeah. i'll be on stage again and yeah. again yeah Yeah, I remember one time when I was playing a really small intimate venue in Berlin, which mostly is what I play, and I saw her walk in and I was like, I've got to become more successful so there's a fucking backstage. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> That's such a good motivation. <laughs> oh, man. Tell us, what did you drive to become such a superstar? <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to get get to places where I have a backstage. I had to get away from Dana. She knew where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and that actually is the re- like the reason why she got my address is because I had never e- ever considered that anything like this would happen. And she'd ordered a CD from me, and I'd put my return address on the back of the envelope. Ah, just like a good normal good citizen who's considerate of the post office. Mm. Just never considered that it would come back to me. So yeah, I've worked out a way to get around that now. I never do that anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. How do you how do you d- handle these kind of things? Like, I mean, I never had a super fan who no, stopped no, 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 me. No, 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 but, but yet. But I mean, you you also <laughs> kind of are still not that huge as an artist that you kind of send out the stuff on your own etc yeah yeah i mail stuff today <laughs> <laughs> but but um do, do you have your address on 
any of these 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 orders or anything? Um, it depends for the orders. If it's if it's people that have shown, it's weird, but it's it's almost it almost sounds kind of harsh to say. But if they are people who have shown good behavior routinely by how they how I feel that they might react, like on social media, or if they write an email in a certain voice. Um, one email in a certain voice <laughs> or they come to, to the concert and they say something in a certain way and I recognize them from how they contact or, or how they purchase something. Um, then I don't feel as worried about doing it. I never had the issue that, that she had. Um, but no, I never, I never had any, any concerns at all. It's not been like, it's not been that many people who've ordered things for me to ship, mm-hmm. but normally the shipping is, um, you know, to, to certain people that I know anyway, you know, um, but with, um, yeah. And I think I never had that situation, but I was just thinking if there had been anything weird in general that had ever happened. I mean, there is this, this is one guy that writes me a lot, but not quite like Dana. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Like I have some people who like write me like a bit too much as well, but yeah, yeah I just, this was a bit, yeah, I don't, I've never heard of anything like this happening before either, even yeah. to, to other friends or like, um, there, I, I, yeah, one, one other, um, female performer that I know did have a situation with a man where it was a little bit more like, um, intense and actually got a bit violent, which was, which was awful. Yeah. But in, but that's the only other situation I know of where there's been someone who's been at that level, like of just like daily. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's more. That's there's way more going on with her than just yeah. being so obsessed with your music. You know, it's like she yeah, she's got exactly. some some issues. But really yeah. glad nothing. Like I'm really glad nothing more dangerous than this push happened. You know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Who knows how it could have turned out. I mean, speaking of like super gripping stories, I (laughs) do, you know, I did hear, I do, I did hear from this little birdie that, you know, one of your songs was written about a certain coming out story in Slovenia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And if you were comfortable talking about that, I think that would be super interesting. Sure, of course. Yeah, that was um, that was just be the video that we've just watched. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about that's a yeah a personal story, something that happened to me in Slovenia. Yeah, I went um, to visit a friend of mine that I've been working with in London, and uh, we had a night out, and um, yeah, so like I identify as bisexual. I've been out as bisexual since I was a teenager. Um, and I'm very comfortable with that and never had any sort of issue with um, with coming out to my family or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always been very open about it and having grown up in Australia, especially in Sydney, where um, there's a huge gay scene and it's just, you know, not that I can speak for it, everybody of course people still experience discrimination but as a culture it's a it's a big part of sydney culture and it's something that i've always felt very accepted for in my my personal experience so um to me someone like i did in in slovenia this young girl who felt that she was not able to tell anybody not her parents not her friends not anybody in the small village that she came from that she was gay because 
they would have kicked her out or uh, ostracized her or possibly worse. I don't really right. know. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I just felt so, I don't know, moved by her situation because it was, she, you know, she was just a young girl, but it was so far away from mine. Um, yeah. How, how and, did you um, meet again? We just met in a bar. Like she'd come mm. from her small town to the to the big city with um, with her friend, and her friend was the one person who knew that she was gay. She was she was eighteen, I think, or nineteen at the time, mm. and um, yeah, and she was just talking about it with me and like with a friend, and um, you know, my friend that I'd gone to see was a, was a guy, straight guy, and he was like, yeah, she can't tell anyone, like not in this country, you know, there's no way that. Um, there's no way that that's gonna that's gonna be accepted, especially not in the wow. place where she's from. I know, I know, there, I've been there, kind of thing. Okay. And she was terrified, you know. She just was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my life. And um, yeah, I just, I, you know, her, her and I, we ended up like spending the night together and having a just a one night stand, I guess, in um, in in Ljubljana, and mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I just thought she was really sweet, and I wrote the song about about her and about the, the the night that we spent together, and and about hopefully her being able to find a better future maybe somewhere else. Like I was gonna ask, have you ever been able to get in contact with her? Ever I never again? saw her again. Okay, wow. Mm-mm. I'm curious. I'm curious what happened to her. I hope I hope she did yeah, find an, find an escape of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's a. It's it's a pretty 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 wholesome stories because I, um, I don't know how, how to say this as a as a straight white cis guy, but I I know a lot of places and situations in Europe where I could imagine how hard it could be. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I come from a from a pretty conservative rural area where I where I at least experienced what what people have to live through when coming out and after yeah. it and how it affects their future so i think this is a pretty pretty wholesome story and a, and a pretty cool way to 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 break those um like those circumstances up at least a, a little bit yeah yeah it's like mm. um when i sort of asked um i actually the 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 two women that star in the video um are friends of mine and they at the time we're a real couple they've since broken up but they were a real couple and i asked them um i said look you know i've written this song and like i i want to sort of make a video about it and do you girls want to be in the video and i thought like i would i would want to talk through everything with you and make sure that you're comfortable and stuff and um and um and they both were like, you're telling my story, girl. I'm there. I'm in there. Like they both could relate. You know, they yeah. both came from a smaller town and had had that experience in Germany coming out and having to like tell their parents and, and they both moved to Berlin. And so I think it's something that a lot of people, unfortunately, even in even in 2021, still go through as young people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... I guess yeah, it's crazy. that was just but my way of talking about it. It's, no, that's um, beautiful. That's really beautiful. And the song is great and it's really cool to know that story is the, you know, the the foundation behind it. Hmm. Um I just I'm going to ask a little bit about some immigrant perspectives on Germany, but just before I do, I didn't really ask yet and it's kind of like the go-to question for 
it's not the most, it's not, it's not like a prize winning journalistic question here, but what are some of your musical inspirations? Because when I listen to your music, I hear so many different kinds of artists, like little glimpses and little reflections of artists here and there, but not quite enough to say that you're like taking from anyone, which is a great kind of place to be in as an artist. Like who do you, who do you say that you really enjoy? You know, like, Am I allowed to turn this question back around on you and ask? Absolutely not. This is my show and I will end it right now. (laughs) I'm so curious as to which artists you like were reminded of. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'll go first. You first. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'll interview you after this. (laughs) We're going to edit that later. Right. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay. So like short story is I grew up with 90s grunge absolutely loved like nirvana pearl jam smashing pumpkins mm-hmm. um all this kind of stuff um and yeah i was super into that as as a teenager and then when i turned around 18 and stuff i started to get really into hip-hop and i loved uh tribe called quest and lauren hill and yeah. like yeah um yeah all this kind of golden era hip-hop stuff i guess um and yeah, I was sort of around like around that. I suppose I got into more like dance music. I, I remember like I used to love Groove Armada and stuff like that. Um, but then, but then, yeah, I don't know. Now I sort of listen to anything, but they, those were my kind of main stages. And like, and, and hip hop, like many people, I discovered soul music off the back of hip hop, like right. through sampling and stuff like that. And like, um, I remember like I first listened to Donny Hathaway because I heard a Donny Hathaway sample in the Wu-Tang song and like it just nice. this kind of thing kind of so I started <laughs> to get really into soul and like through that I listened to jazz and I don't know I kind of my tastes have changed over the years but I was gonna ask like do you have any do you have any like uh, modern artists nowadays that you say are like really interesting you in the business because of course I was gonna say similar artists like Lauren Hill was, was already on my list but like with this jazzy sort of almost 90s kind of mix it's such an interesting like new take on these little on these kind of older old-fashioned um styles like is there anyone now that you say yeah like, like oh, you know. i think it's 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 coming back around again like this mm-hmm. like um there are artists who are you know 20 or so now who sounds who sound like lauren hill used to sound um mm-hmm. people like doing or you know with a modern twist on it like um yeah there's a few like uh soul singers modern soul singers that i love um charlotte day wilson's one of them okay from um from canada she produces all her own music and um and it has an incredible voice and just does it all herself i'm really fascinated by people who do it all themselves i love another um new york artist called amber mark amber mark um, who does the same um there's there's a f- super famous artist from Sweden who I'm embarrassed because I don't know how to pronounce her name. I always see it written. She's she's Swedish Iranian, and um, I think it's mm. I think it's like Snow Allegira or something like that. I just don't know how to say it. Have you heard anything? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure. I could write it down for you. <laughs> yeah, you may have to. Yeah, there's lots of like particularly female kind of soul r&b singers that i listen to now that i think um remind me a lot of that that older music you know from the 90s and and beyond nice 
Nice. Yeah. I could yeah, I could totally imagine like some of the inspirations you had listed. I could I could hear that. Okay. I want to ask about some perspectives being here. I'm still waiting for you to get interviewed. Well, we <laughs> might get to no, it if we have time. Like, what did you hear in my music? I'm super curious. No, no, I was just saying like that. Like you, you, like this '90s grunge, like, but just a hint, just a hint of that. Like, not quite grunge, but like this, this '90s songwriter style with obviously a lot of soul influence. I did, I did have like a Lauren Hill. Um, written down on the on, on this other piece. We of have to mention Alanis Morissette, of course. That would be probably the this is one like, of the biggest. I mean, yeah. Every teenage girl in the nineties was in love with Alanis Morissette, myself included. So yeah, you can really you can really hear that, and but it's so interesting yeah. too. Like you, it it has this Morissette. It's like this, these moments of this, like with the with the melody or with the with the progression or with the guitar tones or something or like just the vibe in general but then you know your singing takes this very soulful and very interesting jazz twists and turns like this these unexpected moments and these really pleasant surprises and that's why it's it was so hard for me to find like this exact thing because you're doing your thing and that's really special you know Cool. Thanks, man. That's a really nice compliment. I don't just get any old Patsy on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I've, I've, I have, I have one question for both of you because I guess also probably I've, I never really asked you, but six foot is, one. Are, are there any <laughs> German artists you guys have gotten into since living here here for some years? Yeah, actually, on the uh, on the Ego FM show, I did, I did an um, I did a show where the segments were like making fun of little German behaviors, but mm -hmm. in the in this middle segment, I thought that was the whole concept of the show. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> basically all I do. But in the in the middle segment on the jukebox, um, so I, on Sundays I have this show on a radio station, and I talk on the segments, and then in the middle I have a thing called Jordan's Jukebox, where I pick three songs and talk about them. And for that day, where I, I made oops, sorry, where I made fun of the Germans, I thought. You know, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't pick three German artists that I like. So I picked Die Hochsche Eisenbahn. Mm -hmm. I really like a handful of their songs a lot. Um, Angela Augs mm -hmm. from Munich. And of course, I had to pick Cosma Joy. She's just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And you, Joe? Me, my hands down, my favorite German band is Turbostadt. Oh. Do you know them? Yeah, I don't sure. know that. What's that? That's the... That's, yeah, you go. It's like northern German punk. Nice. Okay. And I love them so much. That's so <laughs> awesome. cool. That's unexpected. That's yeah. cool. Um, actually, I want to cover one of their most recent singles. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I send it to you guys once I do it. Yeah, um, send it. Awesome, yeah. yeah Are they so, more current? And Are then, they older? Have they been around? They're pretty for a old. Long? They've been around twenty years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Also, I think, yeah, but they 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 released a new album. Like they're still active. Um, actually, I've got a heartbreaking story to tell you about a Turbostadt concert. Oh, <laughs> so, I want to hear it. I'm in. Well, it's only a short one. Basically, it they would have been the last proper show that I would have seen before. The pandemic for the lockdown in March 2020, mm -hmm. but um, 
they played two shows in Berlin and I bought tickets and I showed up at the door and the guy was trying to buzz this thing with the scanner and it wasn't working and it turned out that I had bought a ticket for the previous night and my ticket was no longer valid. No, <laughs> I couldn't no. get in. And I'd fucked up the date and I was standing there like an idiot. Oh, no. And I was so sad. And I was like, please, can you let me in anyway? And he said, no. And then I went, oh, well, I guess I'll just go buy a vinyl and go and have a beer. And then I went to the merch desk and they were like, we've sold out of vinyl. No. <laughs> <So I was laughs> and that was on that was on like the maybe the 24th of february or something like that and like that would have that would have been like my last big like punk show (laughs) but i didn't (laughs) i didn't i messed up the dates instead your last concert that you saw was like the week before that at some cafe with like some tone deaf dude playing a detuned guitar while he plays wonderwall (laughs) exactly or some german schlager (laughs) yeah exactly exactly oh my god totally so you got turbostat and who else so i'm just trying to think of the guy's name what's the what's the um the guy that sings mein haus am see you know that song peter fox peter fox that's right yeah i like him as well and the other band is also an indie band, but I'm also struggling to think of the name of them, but I, they're also from like the early 2000s. And um, they did that song, they got a girl singer and they did that song. Um, um, Bitte gib mir nur ein Wort. You know that one? Mm-hmm. I might have to look it up. I can't remember the name right now. Sorry, my brain's being And stupid. I'm also struggling yeah. for the name. <laughs> you got it, Tony? Wir sind Helden. Wir sind Helden. Wir sind Helden. Ah, yeah, exactly. I also forgot about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Froni. <laughs> so, so there you go. That goes to show you something. I like German indie music, indie and punk. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. That's who who was the guy who did the You know that, huh? Tom Schilling. Isn't it? Schilling. 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 Tom Schilling. Chilling. <laughs> Dude. What is that going on with that? I'm not sure. I, as far as it looks, we have professional audio there. <laughs> Why does it scroll up there? Can I just get you to go away? Oh. Nice. Okay. Can we still hear you, Georgie? I can hear you guys. Okay, oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we just had a little thing on the screen. We wanted to get rid of that. Um, right. That's cool. Okay. So how are you with... In general, and be honest here, with mm-hmm. the German language. And there's no pressure um, here to be like, you have to be fluent. It's been eight years. Like, we're not that kind no, of actually, show. Actually, I'm pretty good with, I'm pretty good. Damn it! it. <laughs> <laughs> happens every time. I gave you every opportunity. I gave you every opportunity. Every time. Also, the, the, the last guest we had, right, Morgan yeah. Wood was like, yeah, I always can do it. I'm fluent in it. I've given German classes to other British people. I, it's super fine. John's always sitting like, mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, me too. <laughs> How long have you been here, Jordan? Sorry, this is the reverse interview starting now. <laughs> this is my sixth year. It's my sixth year. The sixth, yeah, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, for me, it's like I'm just not, I'm really just not someone who ever uh, p- 
picked up anything good with language at all, at all. Mm. I never had a good ear for it. I never had a good memory for it. It's not like a muscle I can really like work every day. That's why you write songs. And that's why I write songs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just like I, if I have something that I need to say, I tend to get hung up on the pronunci pronunciation of it because mm -hmm. I had this. I, I think as a musician, you probably get that too. Like you hear how it should sound, so you want it to sound like that the same way you of course, hear yeah. a chord played a certain way or something's on a certain beat. You want to get it exactly on that beat. And if I don't, I stumble over myself. Then I get insecure. Then I don't even say what I wanted to. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like I don't know any German, but I just, I'm very shy. I'm very, very shy with it. I understand. It's like, it's a terrifying thing to, to, to speak another language. And um, yeah, I think um, for me, it was just, I, I was really, I just kept, kept going, like just kept trying. And it's like, it's just knowing that you sound like an idiot is really hard. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the thing, right? And you sound like a, an idiot for like a good three years, you know, it's yeah. not just like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I feel, yeah, I do. Um, I'm lucky to have had a couple of really good teachers in, in my life as well. Not, not really i've been actually i went i went to study german for a couple of months too but mostly i've taught myself with just the help of friends oh wow i've happened to have a couple of good friends that have helped me um yeah helped me a lot just over the years with it did and you have to pass any any language qualif qualification tests or anything no i actually i might have to do that coming up uh, my next my next visa appointment is in august and i'm gonna go for the residency which means I okay. um, have to do an integration course oh, yeah. and pass. I think it's a B1 level. It sounds like that's totally so, doable for you. I was going to ask if you already knew if yeah, you were on the C level or fine. something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like um, I sort of, I'm, I'm very happy to, to speak about most things and like my grammar is kind of okay. And mm -hmm. I teach myself and I've been to the, the Volkshochschule a couple of times. Um, um, but yeah, I'm not sure if I'd pass a C1. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, B1 is sure. totally, totally understandable though. That's, that's, I think that's a great yeah. foundational B1 place to cool, be. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And do I'd like, what are some quirks? Like as an Australian being in Berlin, what were a few things where you saw, a, maybe you saw German people do something a certain way or eat a certain thing or drink a certain thing or are, are you just someone who doesn't notice or care about that sort of stuff? You strike me oh, as someone I who's mean, like, of course, ah. there's plenty of stuff that is like, <laughs> I wish you just pulled up a big scroll like, and was like, <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> Bring out my list. yeah, exactly. I mean, the, I mean, one of the most common things on all those Buzzfeed articles is always the, the Met Eagle, you know, those things, mm -hmm. the Met, which I've what? never actually, the Met Ego? You, you don't know about this? I don't think so. Met Flo, Ego? you got to fill them in. Come on. Okay. It's, it's like, like <laughs> it's like half a semel uh -huh. with like raw minced meat on it that is shaped like uh, a hedgehog. Huh. Is that a, a proper yeah, description? That's great. Yeah. And it's got um like you put this, the Salzstange in, inside, right? Yeah. The... Yeah. How have I never seen that before? Well, I've personally it's rather never thing in, in northern Germany seen okay. one either. That's the thing. I've personally never seen one either. But the first time I discovered Met itself or Hakapita as it's sometimes mm. called, okay. Okay. which is you know the cured 
like minced meat. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time I saw it and I was like, my brain is telling me that I can't eat that. It's going to make me <laughs> sick because it's raw, but actually it's not. It's salted and cured and stuff like that. So that's right. one thing that like it took me ages to get used to, but I actually kind of like it now. I mean, I do love me some so. raw meat. We have eaten one that. of these when we played a show in uh, Gelsenkirchen. We did? Because it was kind of the only catering they offered. Gelsenkirchen. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We tried it because it's all that. You can have some raw meat and some bread. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, you lions. <laughs> <laughs> You're a vegetarian. Mm. Too bad. Go, go play somewhere else. Oh, there's some grass in the field over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't that was a big that. one. And then what else? I mean, I think the biggest thing when I moved here was just the. And I guess being from the US, you probably have this as well because for for Australians, like just part of the greeting is to say how are you. It's like just as normal as saying hello. Mm-hmm. You're just like hi, how are you? Good yourself? Cool. And then you move on with the interaction. Right, right. Whereas in Germany, that's not part of it. Um, and it's a bit weird to say vigets to somebody that you don't know. Like in a shop or whatever. You right. Say yeah. It. You would say, hey, how you doing? No, yeah. yeah you just don't say it. And so yeah. I remember when I first, actually, when I first was um, visiting a friend in Munich before I even thought about coming to Germany to live. And I said, hey, can you teach me some German? I had, you know, no idea. And she went, cool. Yeah. What do you want to learn? I said, why don't you, why don't you teach me how to say, how are you? Because to me, that was like the most normal, basic greeting. Yeah. And she went, well, you say Vigids, but like you don't say it. And I was like, what? And then she sort of explained that, you know, it was a difference. So I think that in a, that specific thing, but also that as a representative of just like a very different way of interacting with strangers was mm-hmm. something that I, I think I'm still not really used to it. Even after living here for eight years, like this kind of standoffishness that you have with other people because in australia it's like everyone is your best friend mm-hmm. it's just like have a chat whatever like yeah. i can walk into some random bakery and be like hey how's it going and they'll tell me all about their morning and like what their husband had for breakfast or whatever i don't know yeah just that's a very different thing for me it's like that in the south too like in mississippi or louisiana and any of those states at the bottom like for all their flaws, you know, whatever they may be, it's there's something so wonderful about the Southern hospitality. No. Yeah. Like you can just say hi to anybody. How you doing? You know, it's really like, yeah. well, all right, I'm, you know, how you but doing? But that was also for me a little, a little bit weird moving to the city or not when I was moving to the city, but, but having been to, to bigger cities in Germany as a, as a, as a child or as a teenager, because I also come from an area where it, you don't talk that much, but at least you greet everyone you see. Mm. Berlin is particularly standoffish. Like Berlin's like famous, infamous, should yeah. I say, for people being very grumpy. Yeah, and, the, and, and, the, <laughs> and that can't be worse than Munich, huh? In Munich, people are also pretty grumpy. Pretty grumpy. Yeah. But they drive the yeah. bigger cars. But they have bigger cars <laughs> and they have more money, so they're better than us. Yeah, in Munich they're rich and grumpy. Here they're yeah. poor and grumpy. That's it. Oh man, you know, if I were to tell if I were to tell an American or someone, so a native uh, English speaker who's coming to Germany for the first time, what the biggest difference is between Munich and Berlin, that's exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are rich and grumpy. Those guys are poor and grumpy. Yeah. It's great. That's and so Hamburg, in Hamburg, they're just grumpy. <laughs> and Hamburg, yeah. they're just, they're, 
Hamburg is so so funny. I I feel like that's I feel like that would be like the one. Wouldn't that be like the one ungrumpy city? Like they have the port and they're so I don't know chipper. Ah, it's mm. always raining and windy there. That's fair. I've only I was only there like two days in my whole life, so it's not a great assessment. <laughs> yeah, mm. and talking about that that other part, I often feel like and I I I realize that more and more why it is that that Germans feel so much, or at least that, that's what I experience, feel so much ashamed to talk about how they feel and how they're actually doing. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, unless it's someone that you're really close with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and in which case, and that's what I, that's what I, like, I, you come to respect that question. Yeah. How are you a little bit more? Because you, you only ask people that you really genuinely want to know the answer. It's not like for us where the answer could the answer just comes back yeah. just without even thinking about it i'm good you know mm-hmm. uh whereas in germany when you say how are you it really means like tell me how you are like be honest no. you know? yeah 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 but, but 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 even beyond that like i also realized that that i'd still have this this this, this myself like that sometimes i don't know situation in the elevator my boss asks me how my weekend was and I feel weird telling my boss what I did on the weekend or, or how how it was, even if I have a good good uh, relationship yeah. towards him. Yeah, 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 for sure. But still, it's kind of yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's because they it's like yeah, a respect. They, they separate more what what goes on between people that really know each other well and are friends or family or whatever, mm-hmm. and kind of professional circumstances or. Yeah. Is your that. boss also yeah. from Germany or yeah, somewhere yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was wondering sense. if that was a cultural thing mm. as well. If your boss was from an English speaking country and more, I don't know. Mm. But I think what you just said about separating the personal and professional, you can see that in the language as well, because you guys uh, use right. uh, formal and informal no. pronouns, oh, which yeah. we don't have in English. Is it no. true that it can cost you to use do with a police officer? I'm not sure, but I can totally imagine it. Wouldn't be surprised, yeah. <laughs> I found out that there's a fee for if you're driving and you flip somebody off. But yeah. the, you flipped them the finger. Yeah. I found that out because I did that. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a fine? No, no. I didn't get a fine, but the person I was with was like, you get fined for that. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, the same guy's with me. cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> I did it and someone was like, yeah. can't do that. Yeah, I'm also not sure if it, if it's that kind of myth because I also never heard of somebody actually getting fined for it, and I also think how sh- should that work if the other guy? Oh, you d- yeah, you have to go through this huge process. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And mm. I, I wonder if it's if it's rather a myth because when you're driving and doing it, you always ha- have someone driving with you who tells you you'll get fined for that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so crazy. I don't know. Do you, uh, there's a lot of fines for things, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's the a fines, lot of fines for things. The, the, that's the other thing that I find strange about living here is how everybody stands at the red light, even when there's no cars. Like, this is something I, oh, I'm yeah. still not used to. I, ma- I make fun of that so much. Yeah. It's at night. No one's around. Yeah. Empty streets. And there's a little red walking light. And they're just there like. Yeah. <sighs> any exactly. minute now. You know. And I think technically there's a fine for that as well for walking along. There must on, be on there the red be. man. As, as far yeah. as I'm 
as I know it, but that could also not be completely true. But you could also lose your 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 driver's license for crossing a red light by bike or even as a pedestrian. Oh wow! Wow, I think yeah. the bike thing Jeez. is true. At least I've heard that as well. You can something like that. Yeah. If you if you go through a red light as a as a cyclist, you can mm. lose your license. Yeah, your driver's license. Okay, I would have. One very small. But that, we don't want to touch on, on the topic of of, of of driving licenses. Don't you get me started? <laughs> don't you get oh, me really? started? Oh, really? Is that a sore spot? <laughs> like, no. I had like uh, I had some solo episodes on here last month or the month before, and I I'm doing my driver's license here, and it's been such a nightmare. And uh -huh. finally, it's almost done. But so I, you have to take the test here, or yeah, I did all the theoretical. Um, I did all the theoretical lessons, and then I took the theoretical test, and that was some drama there. And finally, got got through it, and then I did all my practicals. And now, at the end of June, I will have my practical uh, driving like exam. But I've been driving for like I was driving from like fifteen to. When I, until 20 yeah so i drove for like 11 years and then mm. when i came here i didn't didn't drive anymore so now i was like why didn't i just get my why didn't i do that i don't know why i didn't do it earlier but now it's yeah, almost it's over cool to yeah. have a i just got mine changed over like i didn't have to do the test or anything but that's the bad thing about honest, some states don't change over right you know i have okay. one friend who has like an uncle in utah and goes to get Their license renewed uh, there because there it works here, but Louisiana doesn't have oh, the same. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, weird. I know it doesn't make any sense at all. It's uh, America's yeah, I mean, so that's strange. Like, sometimes don't get me started on the bureaucracy. It's <laughs> like it's, it's like if I you that know, would be a whole different podcast episode that nobody would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> like much like my rant about the driver's license. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what I would do, what I would do is I would, I would ask more or less, not rapid fire, but like a quick series of things here. I saw, I saw a little video that I thought was very true about here, about things where you can tell if you've been Germanized Ooh. and, and the things were named and he didn't get me for all of them, but he got me for way more than I thought that oh he would. <gasps> um, so I would happen? I would round it out with this and then we'll give you the chance to promote uh, your your new music. So so here's maybe I'm going to try and remember this off the, off the top of my head but um, You didn't write it down. I think I got it though. Okay. I think I got it. You can tell you've been germanized uh, if you tell strangers on the street either Guten or Mahlzeit. Have you ever done that? Nah, that's also not... Mahlzeit's not as common in the north. True, true. But any equivalent yeah, of that at all? Have you seen anybody e eating anything and they maybe smile, maybe they're nice, and you go like, um, ah, Guten. Nah. Okay, okay. That I've one's fine. That. I don't do that that much either. I think I've done that one time. Um, mm -hmm. You have a new and important relationship or, or strong relationship with Sprudelwasser. Oh man, I can't live without it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a big fan before? No. Right? I've been Germanized with that. Yeah. yeah. See, they got me there too because I was. I thought, well, I don't, I don't love it, but I have no problems with it at all anymore. 
I will, yeah, if it's right. the only thing that's there, I won't complain at all. So you used to dislike it before? I used to think it was, I mean, in America, it's considered very weird unless it's like a fancier place. It's like, ooh, bu- bubble water. <laughs> yeah. But here it's like, yeah, here's your water. And it's only bubble water. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes water literally means water with bubbles. That's, yeah. In many yeah. places, you'd rather have to ask if you want if you want water from the tap or just water without gas. Yeah, yeah so, actually, so that's crazy. one of the first things I learned in German as well. Mit oder ohne. Yeah, right. That's like someone was mit like, "You got to learn mit oder ohne," yeah. and I was like, "Why?" And she said, "The water. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> Give me some freaking water." <laughs> um, you have uh, another. You also have a relationship with house shoes. Yeah, actually, that's a newfound. Yeah, I'm yeah. there. I'm, that happened I'm in to house me shoes. only in the last year. Now I wear them every day. I also call them house shoes instead of slippers, which is what right? they really house call in English. Yeah. 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 No, I call them house shoes, which is uh, a yeah, yeah. German, like translating it back <laughs> from house shoe. <laughs> slippers. Yeah. And yeah. finally, you know, off the top of your head, um, the square meter, every square meter of your apartment, like how many square meters you have in your apartment. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know yeah. how many square meters I have. Yeah. I would yeah, never yeah. have known that at home. Like, oh, my house Nobody is uh, knows so many that. square yeah. feet, you know, whatever. But here no I, I know exactly that. to the dot how many square meters I have. Ah, I'm glad I, I have actually, yeah, that's a, that's a great question because that's the same. Nobody ever knows that. Yeah. And I can now look at a room and kind of estimate how many square meters it is. And the thing is, your brain goes like, your brain time. actually yeah. asks the question, like, I wonder how many square meters this place is. Yeah, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I never did that before. It's also yeah. automatically one of the first things you ask someone when you see their flat for the first time, like, how many square meters and what do you how pay for it? How many square meters and what do you pay for rent? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I got asked that by a taxi driver the other day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's weird. Don't come up with a new stalker there. Yeah. Was, nah, yeah. I didn't give him my address, so I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. Where did he take you then? <laughs> Where did he drop oh, Did you take God. you? No. Drop me off around the corner. Good around question, corner. Watson. Yeah, where do you take you? <laughs> Can't lie to us. Uh, I oh, was wondering man. if one of those questions was going to be, have you ever like told a cyclist to get off the footpath or a pedestrian to get out of the bike lane? Oh, oh man. That's like a hectic German thing, which I do now all the time. I'll tell you a little story. As well. I'll tell you a little story. I have, um, so I told you I had this radio show and I did this episode where I made fun of like these German behaviors and I did mm-hmm. a segment where, and it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty intense, but it, it goes to show how cool my, my boss is there. But so I did a segment where I said how much I hate um, this cyclist culture in Munich and they all wear these like the spandex shirts that look like they're sponsored by like water and oil companies and stuff. And they have like yeah. the slick, you know, aerodynamic helmets and the clicky snappy shoes. And, and they're, the problem is not that they do that. That's annoying, but it's not a problem. The problem for me is that they do this in the car lane and they ride side by side and they go like 20 kilometers an hour in a car lane in the city when the cars can go, you know, 80 or, or whatever, more 50, whatever. And, um, and that always annoys me that they just do that because they think they're important. They don't just take the bike lane. So as boring as I've just made that sound, I did a joke. <laughs> I did a joke on the segment where I was like, 
you know, because I talked about getting my license and I was like, when I see you pretentious cyclists taking up space in the road like you own it, it just makes me want to get my license faster so that I can run you over. <laughs> Which Ouch. should have gotten that kind of reaction, just like, oh, damn. You know? <laughs> but instead, I got this pretty brutal email from someone who had been listening to it and they were like you're promoting murderous violence in <laughs> germany and they wrote the station to try and get me fired and they said that's also super wow, german to have dude, that email coming in dude and they were like maybe you can do this from the province you're from but not in germany uh, oh my oof. god and i i called my boss about it and he was like you know you want to push some buttons? If they can't take it, that's their problem. <laughs> cool. That's a cool boss. It's a very yeah. cool boss. I was very Absolutely. grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. But the yeah. cyclists, that's for me, you know, like you said, a whole other episode no one would listen to would be the bureaucracy thing. For me, it'd be my complaints about the cyclists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you follow, uh, I guess this is a, a final question here, but do you uh, follow on Instagram Berlin Auslander memes? I do. Yeah. Genius. They I want to shake the time. hand of whoever yeah, makes that really page. Do. Oh my God. That's so funny. Everything they, on there. Is so you got to put that in show notes. Do you know the Alman memes? Yeah. Do you, do you follow that one too? I follow Alman memes as well. That's yeah. a great one too. That's a great one too. Um, okay, Georgie, this has been such an unbelievable pleasure. You, you're so funny. You're so sweet and your music is great. We really appreciate um, that you took the time to be on our show and, and hope we, we hope you had fun. Super fun. Thank you so much. Cool. I've had a really nice time chatting to you guys. I feel like I've we've been mates for ages and we're just at the pub having a beer. So thanks for making me feel so comfortable. That's awesome. That that it's makes us fun, feel yeah. really good. That makes us yeah. feel really good. Um, so <laughs> we're going to nice. put links for everything uh, in the descriptions for this video and on the audio podcast pages. But where can people find you? Where can they find me? Well, I have a list of websites where you can find my stuff. I have my own website, georgiefisher.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook as at georgiefisherofficial. I'm on Twitter, although I don't use it really, but you know, I have mm -hmm. a Twitter account. Um, and you can find my music, of course, on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, SoundCloud, anywhere else that you stream music, I'm nice. there. And maybe I've missed something, but in general, you'll find me in most of those obvious places. So please come and say hi. Nice. All right. Uh, everyone go check out Georgie Fisher's new singles, The Queen and Separate Realities. And yeah, thanks again so much. And we hope to have you on again in the future sometime, hopefully in person. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love, I'd love to actually have a take a seat at the table, have a chat. Yeah, that would be really great. All right, everybody. Super nice. Let's wave goodbye then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. What a wonderful episode. If you enjoyed today's episode and you like our show, please go to Apple Podcasts, give us a subscription or a review or a comment. It really helps new listeners find our show. You can also follow us on Instagram at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. We're also now on Facebook and on YouTube. And on Twitter at Fartsy Artsy, no, at Artsy Fartsy Pod. <laughs> we changed it at Artsy Fartsy Pod. Woo! So, uh, yes, and if you want to financially support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jordan Prince and where you can submit for as low as $3 a month some money to help us get this show bigger and better just for you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Luke, I
Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.